As many of you know, I started a new job right here at the end of this year. New challenges that I'm not equipped for presently. But you know what? I could have stayed where I was and been comfortable. But that's not me. How many of you like to just be comfortable? Let me see your hands. Nobody that knows the Lord, that's excited about their relationship with the Lord, wants to just sit down and say, well, bless God, I've seen it all. Hallelujah. Not me. Man, no, not you either. Okay, let's look at this this morning. Let's start, and here's the title, Believers Awake in 2008. Now, get this. This is both a command and a promise. It's what I want to say to you and what I want you to say to me and what I want you to say to other believers Wake up. Believers, wake up. Believers awake in 08 because the Holy Spirit has spoken and He has promised us that He is going to pour out Himself upon us. And beloved, I'm going to take Him at His word and I'm going to believe for it for me and for you. Because I want this to be an unprecedented year of spiritual growth for me and for you. I want to look back at the end of this year of 2008 and say, wow, God, you are awesome. Look what you did. Don't you? Amen. Amen. Okay. So then, believers awake in 2008, the first thing we want to do is look at our scriptural basis for our expectations. And that would be in the book of Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 17 through 19 from the New International Reader's Version. Peter said, in the last days, God says... I will pour out my Holy Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will have dreams. Furthermore, as he read on, he said that God said, In those days I will pour out of my Spirit even on those who serve me, both men and women. When I do, they will prophesy. Hallelujah. Now, Peter is saying this in response to criticism by God-fearing people who observed an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. People speaking in tongues and uh, acting strangely as though they perhaps were inebriated. In fact, that's what they were accused of being. I want to say to you right up front that sometimes when God moves in your life, not everybody is going to understand and some people might be critical of your experience with God, the manifestation of it. Peter said, let me explain to you what you're seeing. And he quoted Joel 2.28, prophecy. And he said to them, what you are seeing and hearing is the fulfillment of prophecy. Let me go a little further with this prophecy. He goes on to say that I will show wonders in the heavens above. I will show, now let me just stop a minute. I always, always up until yesterday relegated this part of this prophecy to the future. How many of you did that? From this point right here, I always relegated this part of the prophecy to the future. But watch this carefully. Prophecy sometimes is a, it, it's like trying to rope a rabbit. You know, it has both present and future implications. And we need to be careful that we don't put God in a box and say, okay, that can only happen during such and such period of time. I will show wonders in the heavens above. I will show miraculous signs on the earth below. There will be blood and fire and clouds of smoke. Now, why would Peter have quoted that if it didn't have some application 
to the current situation. I say to you that Peter, by the Holy Spirit, is saying to those believers or those people that are there, get ready because you're about to see God shake the heavens and the earth. And wasn't it reported of those disciples that these are they that have turned the world upside down? Did they not see tremendous, miraculous things happen in that book of Acts? Beloved, the book of Acts has no formal conclusion. There is no amen. It is still open because the Holy Spirit is still moving and still using believers today. You and I ought to expect the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to continue. Amen? amen. It hasn't ceased with the apostles. Well, he didn't stop there. He wrote a little more. Look at this. He said that the sun will become dark. The moon will turn red like blood. This will happen before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We live in a time when we may see some of that type of thing happen. It could be a nuclear event. Who knows? It could be... Such tremendous things as God himself intervening as he did in the Old Testament when he stopped the sun in the sky. See, I, I don't understand today's Christianity that believe that the God who did those things in the Old Testament can only do them up to a certain point in the New Testament. Why can't he do them today? Where, where is it written, I will no longer do signs and wonders and miracles? <laughs> I haven't read that scripture. We have every right scripturally based on this scripture to believe God to do miraculous supernatural things in our lives and in the people that we are associated with of like precious faith. I, I want to see God blow the roof off this church. You say, is that a prophecy? Maybe we better call the insurance company, Pastor Allen says. No. But I believe God can do, will do. Let's, let's just stop right there. Not can do, will do. God will do this year things that's going to blow you away. You're going to stand in awe of the great and terrible God that you worship this year.